You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. All right, 49ers fans, welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I am your host, John Chapman, and we are three days into training camp. Our previous episode, if you did listen to it, was about the first day of training camp and press conferences and all those things, but today is going to be day by day. We're going to break down the last two days separately of training camp, so we're going to start with day two, and then we're going to finish up with what happened today. I'm recording this Wednesday, or sorry, Monday. Goodness, my days are all mixed up. After the first full day of pads, all the press conferences have been completed, and just giving you snapshot injuries, how the quarterbacks have fared, all those different things position changes and just kind of the tone of the day completely so starting with our sunday practice 7-28 this was awesome so first off i love all the rookie hype stuff that's going on ross reynolds got to go hype up the crowd he was doing some cartwheels which i imagine has to be relatively difficult with full pads when you're an old lineman but they looked a little rough i'm gonna be honest with you guys but um, I want to say thanks to a lot of the beat reporters that are out there covering all this stuff and getting great information out there. Cam Inman, Matt Mayoko, Kiana Martin, I mean Jennifer Lee Chan. There's just so many people out there putting out content. And I just want to say thanks because, because of that, we have these things. And I guess my job is to synthesize all these different videos and all these different reports and bring it to you in one little bite-sized chunk, making your life easier because we're 49ers fans. That's what we we do right okay so 
Right off the bat, another position change has taken place, and that is with DJ Reed. He is back to outside corner, which is interesting. I would have assumed they'd get him a little bit more work at slot, which he kind of has a lot of experience with. But when he was at K-State, he was an outside corner. So he went up and asked. Basically, he thought he could get to the field sooner there. The safety is just a complete mess, but it seems like him and Tarverius Moore have just switched, which is great because Tarverius Moore played safety in college and DJ Reed played corner in college, so why not keep them there? I feel like we cost them both a year there, but that's okay. I don't think DJ Reed would have got much playing time at corner. I think he got more at safety last year, but he's definitely going to be the fourth guy as of now. Uh, he's going to... Be pretty close to a lock just because of what he can do on special teams. But and he gives depth everywhere. Like he is the new version of Jimmy Ward. He can literally play all five positions on the secondary. So uh, that allows him to move around. And even, you know, Kyle Shanahan talked about whenever he was asked about it, you know, dime corner as well. Like he he could be the dime corner now, week one. So we'll just have to see what happens. Again, it does suck that he just now getting his snaps there but better late than never as always so again with Sunday's practice what happened Weston Richburg's out and so the very first practice you know Garnett was the backup guard and he got injured so we have our first big injury I guess he dislocated his finger and the very first day of practice this kid cannot stay healthy and what happened was he played through it they popped it back into place he kept playing so day two what happens is they move Mike Pearson over to center, took Garland, gave him a little bit of a break and put him back at guard and then moved Garnett back to starting guard. So our starting offensive line for the second training camp was Mike Pearson at Senate center and then Joshua Garnett at right guard. So they're just trying to figure out different ways because what's going to happen if Western Richburg goes down? What's going to happen if Garland goes down? You have to have those backup guys. And again, during this whole press conference, I think the word versatility was said 15 times. This is Kyle Shanahan's like, if you created a pool string doll, versatility and mentality, those are going to be the two different things and probably mismatches. I think I think the, those would be the three words that he says the most. So Pearson looks to be the starting right guard, but backup center as well. And if for some reason something goes on there, that uh, you know you, you've got guys that could step in. Now, one thing that is curious is Garland going to be the all-time backup center? if Western Richburg goes down, or would they move Pearson over? Kyle Shanahan did talk about how Garland came in and he was ever able to be the center during the Super Bowl. So when the Falcons went to the Super Bowl, Alex Mack got hurt, and whenever that happened, you know, Garland stepped in and did a heck of a job during the Super Bowl. He played well enough for them to win the Super Bowl, obviously, but it just didn't work out that way. So staying with Sunday's practice, Team drills, which are always the most important, and we have more and more development in with the quarterbacks. So Jimmy G, he had a rough one. Uh, he came out, he goes 2 of 7 in his first session and ended the day 5 of 13 overall in team drills. Now, a lot of this is a factor of not having pads on. When you don't have pads on, it's very, very hard to block those D linemen. They're so skinny, and you can't really get in and hit them especially at the interior so the defense has just completely dominated the first two days that changed today in monday's practice but we'll get to that now quarterbacks mullins has been the first quarterback in with the second team all the days however 
Mullins and CJ are rotating. So even though Mullins is going in with the second team, after that, the next time the second team goes in, CJ's in there and vice versa. And what complicates things even further, you know, you're watching these videos and these plays and the order and all these things. They're rotating receivers too. So the receivers that were with the second group then work with the third and fourth group. And so it's just a huge, it's not so easy as just, okay, Jimmy G, Jimmy G just went. Whoever's next is the number twos. It's like that at the start. But it gets scrambled after that. Sometimes they'll call more run plays. And so they want to get the other quarterback some passing things. So a quarterback will stay in longer even though other positions are changing. It's just very confusing. But the overall numbers from Sunday's practice. Mullins went 6 for 9. Nice. Way to go, BDN. CJ went 4 for 8. Uh, Kilo Weatherspoon is having a hell of a camp. Maybe one of the standouts so far, like if you were to give defensive player of the camp so far, I think Akilo would definitely be in the mention there. He cut off a route by Dante Pettis and intercepted it. And afterwards, Pettis and Jimmy got into it a little bit, not like arguing back and forth. But Jimmy went and basically said, you know, we could take from Dante Pettis's a press conference afterwards Pettis came out and said that's 100% on me if he trusts me enough to throw me the ball in that situation I at least need to break the ball up those are Dante Pettis's words and so Pettis has had a huge up and down camp huge explosive plays looks great in one-on-ones but he's had a couple drops and again this interception wasn't a good pass probably shouldn't have been thrown but you cannot allow that, especially on a break over the middle. You've got to find a way to break that down. Past breakups in Sunday's practice, we had three of them. Akilo Witherspoon on top of his interception. Richard Sherman had an amazing diving grab. Uh, diving pass deflection that was just absolutely incredible. And Ronald Blair uh, got his big paws up and knocked the ball down as well. Sacks in Sunday's practice, which are really hard to measure. I put huge quotation marks against them because you can't hit the quarterback one. And it's almost impossible to block whenever you don't have pads on from an offensive line perspective. But these guys got through to the quarterback in team drills. Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner, Demontre Moore, and Contavious Street. I mean, there are just guys all over the place. Seven on seven drills. T- Trent Taylor's he's playing well uh so defensive side of the ball probably Akilo witherspoon offensive side of the ball probably trent taylor this guy has been the favorite target of every single quarterback whenever he's out there um the stat i'll go ahead and jump ahead now he's been the most targeted wide receiver with the most catches through the first three days of practice he had four catches alone on monday during team drills so he is looking in incredible he took two plays to the house one an an out route during seven on seven on sunday and the corner came up and tried to make a play on the ball they thought they could get their hand on it were wrong he cut it up the sidelines and made the safety look stupid and took it to the house untouched but that was seven on seven but then a team he ran a slant drill and did essentially the exact same thing his speed looks very very much improved you know a lot of people and myself included you know i i I don't mind throwing dirt on my own opinions. I really did think that his roster spot could be up for debate. Absolutely not. I know we're three days in, but it doesn't matter. He has proven to the coaches and to the quarterbacks, more importantly, that not only is he dependable, but he can be explosive. This has always been Trent Taylor's one downfall, even in college, is he is dependable, he's shifty, he gets open in space, he catches everything, he runs good routes, but he's just a first-down guy. That's just all he is. He's never bringing that huge 
explosion play. Well, in two days, he's got two of the biggest plays um, from our whole entire offense. So I, I, I hate to say this. Richie James has some good plays too, but I don't see a world where the 49ers keep Trent Taylor and Richie James. I, I just I do not see it. So hopefully we'll get some more clarity on that, but it, it's Trent Taylor's job to lose. That's for damn sure. Fumbles, two days in a row with a forced fumble on defense. Fred Warner first forced a fumble on Tevin Coleman. There was two fights that broke out on Sunday, which was awesome. Jalen Hurd, third-round rookie out of Baylor. He's mean as hell. You know, I put together a clipped video of all of his pancake blocks as a wide receiver at Baylor. He just likes to pick on people. And a lot of that has to do with his body. Whenever you're 6'4 and you're 230-something and you've played running back your whole life and everybody's hit you your entire life whenever he's with Tennessee, now he transfers to wide receiver, he misses contact. So he will go out there and initiate and punish people. Well, he did this several times, and there were – Basically, what happened was he got in two separate fights. One of them was with Anton Exum. The other was with Dante Johnson. And both of them said it had to do with his tough downfield blocking, and he was way too physical without pads on. Now, Kyle Shanahan comes out and says, well, I got to watch the video, but I want people that piss other people off. Now, you want players that always want that want to fight, but you don't want them to actually fight because, one, injuries – uh, two penalties, it's bad for your team, all those things. So you want them to get as close to fighting. You want that attitude. You want to piss people off, but you don't want to take it that far. Kyle Shanahan said on Sunday, I'm going to go back and look at the tape and see kind of what happened, and we'll we'll go from it from there. And then Monday he came out and said, oh, no problems with what he did. So, And that's the thing. you know. I've been a part of coaching staffs that love fighting during practice and training camps, and you want that like – dog mentality to just go out there and do whatever and then i've been a part of some coaching staffs that are just you know what we need to build team unity and all these things but whenever it's offense versus defense and you're hitting on each other day in and day out these things are going to happen i am curious if this is going to be the last of it now i will say this uh, you could tell the entire secondary is pretty pissed off at jalen hurd on monday's practice they're doing one-on-ones and he does basically it was a poor route it was a comeback route and Akilo Witherspoon was pressing him. Akilo jumps in front of him, gets the interception, picks it off in 101s, and then tosses the ball in a very middle school-esque way <laughs> back to Jalen Hurd. It was hilarious. But uh, anyway, uh, there's Titchin there, and you want that. You want those guys fighting back and forth. Quan is still not taking part in team drills. He, even in Monday, he would, took part in all positional and kind of seven-on-seven type stuff. But as soon as they go team, he goes off to the side, just works on like conditioning and all those things. So one interesting note, whenever he was asked after practice how he feels, Quan responded with one word, legendary, which I just love. Now, when they were doing seven on seven, he made one of these amazing plays where it was uh, just a swing pass to Tevin Coleman, and he was there. He read it perfectly. His speed is undeniable. You know, people wonder why we paid Quan Alexander so much money, and it's two things. All-out speed at that linebacker spot and turnovers. He's a turnover machine. So if he can keep up with those things, speed's there. All we got to do is just wait on health. Turnovers are going to come. Kickoff return participants that I've seen out there so far, Richie James, Matt Breida, DJ Reed, those guys seem to be the first ones out there, but also Debo Samuel and Jalen Hurd. So 
Those are the guys I've seen out there. Now, a couple things just from Kyle Shanahan's press conference on Sunday after practice. He did highlight the fact that not one person came in overweight on their weight plans and their weight goals, which is absolutely incredible. He did say they're still going to continue flipping the number two quarterback, but we haven't seen it. Uh, we, we haven't seen it too much. It, it seems like it's Nick Mullen's job to, to lose. So that's kind of where we're at. Again, injuries. Joshua Garnett, again, dislocated his finger on Saturday, then popped back out on Sunday, and he did not practice Monday. He has a chance to get meaningful reps, but this has been his story. Uh, he can't stay healthy. Do you fault a guy for dislocating his finger? Absolutely not. But it's just whether it's bad luck or whatever, this guy just he has to get these snaps now because with Western Richburg out right now, he has a wonderful opportunity. But if his body can't stay healthy, he's going to miss that. He is on the fringe of this roster and could be cut. And the sad thing is he could be a starter. He really could be. I think him and Mike Person are very, very close. I do think Person will get that job, but you cannot depend on Josh Garnett. You just can't. Also, undrafted rookie free agent Austin Walter tweaked his hamstring um, on Monday's practice. So those are really the only two injuries that we had on Sunday. Now let's jump to today or Monday. Monday's practice, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, sorry about that. That's probably confusing. I'll stick to the days. But so Monday's practice started out a little bit different. They didn't go out there with the freshman or the rookie hype machine. They did a moment of silence instead, and it was very powerful. A couple players got very emotional for the Gilroy shooting incident that just took place and just want to say absolutely horrible tragedy um, with the victims. It's absolutely awful. But I will say this, you know, the 49ers, the Gilroy incident is very geographically located close to uh, San Francisco, but... Everything that they do is meaningful with purpose. You know, there's a different position group each day that is bringing some type of cause to training camp. And so with every person that goes to training camp, it's a $5 ticket. It goes to one of these charities. And so I I do love how this team is very, very active in the community, you know, all the way back to Colin Kaepernick to before that. uh, They're very, very active. And so hats off to this organization for making that a priority. It's not just about scoring points and playing a game with a ball. It's also about making a difference in people's lives. So Joe Staley got the uh, day off. They said that they're going to continue to do this with him and several of the players who are over 30, where if they go back-to-back days, they're going to get that third day off. And again, this has been a highlight, a, a very point that both John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan together and separately have talked about repeatedly They are managing all of these players' workloads to make sure we get out of this without any more injuries. Now, the only injury that took place today was Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, the running back. He had a mild strain in his right calf during warm-ups. It wasn't a big deal, but they just said, you know what, Not not worth risking it. But whenever you've got two mild calf strains to running backs and a dislocated finger through three days, you got to be pretty happy, especially whenever you look at the news throughout the NFL and you see all of these high-quality, big-time players getting injured and going to miss time. So we've got to be very happy. We haven't been able to say that for a while. Hopefully that continues. Um, Another interesting piece of news, Jason Verrett changed his number from number 34 to number 2. It it was funny because number 34 is retired by the 49ers. Joe the Jet Perry, who I absolutely love, you know, uh, 
way before my time, but I love going back and watching NFL films and doing research. And the first African-American ever to be named MVP in the NFL as a fullback too, which I think is just very, very uh, impressive. So Jason Verrett's changing from number 34 to number two. I love single digit numbers on cornerbacks. I just think it looks so clean. Um, But anyway, Jimmy Garoppolo had a much better day. Get the pads on. He got a little bit more protection. The very first pass play of the day during team drills, he steps back and throws a 70-yard touchdown strike to Richie James. Now, the ball traveled about 60 yards in the air. This is huge for several reasons. One, the offensive confidence has been rough to start camp. Defenses are always ahead. Having said that, the second best thing about this is he launched that damn ball. One of the critiques is he's not a great deep ball thrower. Uh, It's not so much that he doesn't have the arm. It's just not very accurate whenever he chunks it deep. Uh, The numbers don't seem to suggest that. It's just that's out there. And then three, probably most importantly, I mean, he laid into it and stepped forward with all of his might on that eight on that knee that acl surgery knee that he had with the brace and he looked just fine looked really really good i mean if you throw that ball 60 yards in the air we're going to be okay you don't need to throw it much further than that now the second play his best play of the day the second one was actually on a scramble it was man coverage and team ball and pressure was coming around him he tucked the ball and he took off up the middle he got about 15 yards before anybody was within five yards of him and then he did a slide this is good news <laughs> because he wouldn't have got injured if he just wouldn't be taking contact so Kyle Shanahan talked about how that is a thing very very excited for the safe slide there Jimmy Garoppolo went eight for 14 during team drills today and maybe the best or second best pass that he threw was dropped by Dante Pettis on just an over-the-shoulder deep pass. It was absolutely perfect. Dropped right over his shoulder into his hands, and Pettis just couldn't hold on to it. But So you've got to say, you know, if you were one of the ones concerned by the slow start by Jimmy Garoppolo, today was a huge breath of fresh air. He killed it. Now let's go some O-line, D-line, man. There are some fun battles going on. Mike McGlinchey and D Ford, who... This is awesome. You know, you got the huge behemoth of a man, Mike McGlinchey, six foot nine. Nice. Also, D Ford, this crazy speed going against each other. And it's going to be a battle for a long time. They're going to make each other better. During one on ones, Mike McGlinchey handled them. Whenever he gets his hands on D Ford, he controls him with ease. However, they go team. Ford killed three plays in a row. Um, Ford was just lights out whenever they went team today. Again, he's very, very unique with his get off off the edge. It might be, it's one of the best in the NFL. Probably Von Miller, him, Khalil Mack's a little bit more of a power guy. But man, I think those two might be the best two in the NFL as far as speed. Just get off on the edge. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, Raheem Mostert had a very strong practice today. You know, we talked about some of those other undrafted free agents running backs with the strained calves Mostert he had two solid runs where he made people miss and got to the second level with ease and you know another interesting note we haven't really heard anything about Matt Breida he's out there he's working hard it's just there's not much to report on what he's done and it seems like the longer this goes this is Tevin Coleman's offense right now I I don't know if it's going to stay that way but it doesn't seem we're three practices in and there has been absolutely nothing to suggest this is not Tevin Coleman's uh, job to lose. Aquilo uh, talked about the interception with him. So back-to-back days with interceptions. Uh, he has just 
playing wonderful. Now, because it's Pats, we got some big hits out there. The three biggest hits of the day came from Malcolm Smith, surprise, Marcel Harris, and George Kittle. Just because he's on offense doesn't mean he can't knock the crap out of people. He caught a pass, stiff-armed Tavares Moore. Then the safety DJ Reed came across from the opposite side of the field, and he just lowered his shoulder and put him in the ground. Uh, then went and ran for a touchdown. You know, George Kittle... Led the NFL in yards after the catch. It's <laughs> whether it's through speed, stiff arm, or just steamrolling dudes. It seems like he's just going to keep that up. So that was a lot of fun to see. Really like that defense forced three turnovers today in Monday's practice and actually ended with an interception on the last play in team. CJ Beathard was targeting Kendrick Bourne and Emmanuel Mosley, jumped in front of him for an interception. Mosley's been having a pretty good camp so far. I know that he's going much later down the depth chart i don't think that he can really push for a starting job but baby who knows he might be able to push out one of the corners uh, he could be that kind of fifth sixth corner guy that we keep be interesting um, after practice there wasn't really that much talked about Jarek mckinnon kyle shanahan did say he wants Jarek mckinnon off of the pup list very soon sooner rather than later uh, a couple of the reporters kind of pressed Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and he said probably closer to Thursday than Tuesday. So take for that what you want. Um, he did talk about Ben Garland playing all three of the interior spots because the first day he was at center, the second day he was at guard. Now he's back at center and guard with different reps. And Kyle Shanahan used the versatility word twice there, which he just keeps saying. And a quote from Nick Bosa that I thought was really, really interesting. He had a pretty light day. He was out there for individual. He was very similar to Quan Alexander's involvement, and it was all precautionary. He's not hurt. They're just trying to take it slow because this is his first time with shoulder pads on in almost a year. He got injured very, very early. So it's been about 10 months, and he even said, man, I didn't even think about how long it's been since I put shoulder pads on, but it's one of the greatest feelings in the world. So he did a lot of uh, one-on-ones and just individual drill, but he didn't do team. They kind of pulled him back, and they're just easing him into it. But he had an awesome quote whenever they asked about getting pressure to the quarterback and all those things. He said, I will dive out of the way and hurt myself before I touch him in reference to Jimmy Garoppolo. So uh, you got to love the team mentality from a young rookie. Um, you know, there's been lots made about his personality, uh, his family, his selfishness, and not going back to Ohio State. These are not my uh, concerns, but these have been made <laughs> readily available on Twitter and the sports world. But You've, there's been zero issues with Nick Bosa, and everybody seems to love the kid. So I love these comments about how it's not about him, it's about the team. Uh, hopefully those things will continue. So hopefully you guys enjoy today's episode. We've got more practices. They're not stopping. Uh, they are going basically nonstop. They get one day off over the next two weeks, and that's about it. And, man, we are so close to actual football. We got the pads on already. We got an exhibition game coming soon, very, very soon. But thanks for listening. If you have not already, please head over. Please rate and review and subscribe. That is how you can help us the most. Thanks a lot for listening. Stay strong, faithful.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.